this is Joe Dodds from Power to Live More with my weekly audio version of my newsletter. If you'd like to get any of the links, then please use the link below and it'll take you to the written version with all those links in. Half term seems a long way off now and it feels like Christmas is just around the corner. The end of the year seems to go so quickly now, doesn't it? As you may have noticed, I took a week off the newsletter last week and I'm back now, raring to go. Half term was great. I got to spend lots of time with little Dodsey and also managed to get quite a bit further on my podcast. So I'm going to stick my neck out and announce today it'll be going live week commencing the 16th of November. It's been a long time coming, but I assure you it will be worth it. I've already got 14 interviews in the bag and it's really interesting to see that with the exception of maybe two or three recommendations, everyone has talked about different tools, apps, books and tips. So there will be tons of resources for you to find out about as the weeks unfold. And assuming I can get her to do them, little Dodsey is going to be my announcer. She recorded the intro to the third show a few weeks ago, and it's quite entertaining. She even ad-libbed for laughs. <laughs> She's excited to be involved, but as a procrastinator, actually getting her to record the intros now, uh, now that she said she wants to do them, is another thing. So watch this space. I did quite a bit of reading and listening to podcasts during half-term week, so I've got lots to share, and I'll try to restrain myself and keep some for next week rather than bombarding you with everything today. The one thing. I finished reading The One Thing by Gary Keller last week and I really recommend it. One of the points from the book was about discipline and habits. It said that the trick to success is to choose the right habit and bring just enough discipline in play to establish it as a habit and then that's it. Gary says that's all the discipline you need. He goes on to talk about research completed at University College London that determined it takes 66 days on average to develop a habit, albeit other people say it takes different amounts of time. Uh, So he says that that's the amount of discipline you require, enough to get you through 66 days of repeating whatever that action is to turn it then into a habit. He then goes on to talk about further research that suggests that as you develop a habit, other stuff becomes easier too. There's a sort of halo effect. He was talking particularly about successful people and how they seem to be completely self-disciplined and constantly focused on the right activity that creates their success, but actually that they, they look to be doing stuff better all the time. But what they've really done is to crack that one most important thing that they need to do as a habit, and then the rest starts to flow too, which I think is an interesting perspective. What the book has done for me is to really push me to identify that one thing that I should be working on every day to achieve my short-term and long-term aims. And what that has meant in practice is that I'm really ready to launch my podcast and that the work I was starting to think about and do around a membership site, a mastermind group and coaching for the new year has been parked because they were just distracting me from launching the podcast, which needs to come first. It's all really obvious, of course, but not how we tend to operate without being aware and focusing on just that one thing. The imposter syndrome. One of my podcast interviewees, Amanda Alexander, mentions the concept of the imposter syndrome during our interview. And I was recently listening to a whole podcast devoted to the topic, which I recommend. It's sometimes talked about just as a female thing, but I've read that it's actually common for both sexes to have an issue with it. Laura McClellan from the Productive Woman podcast recommends getting feedback from your mentors, recognising your expertise and remembering what you do well as tactics to use. And you can download Amanda's free imposter syndrome quit kit on the subject from her website. Gluten intolerance. 
There are various articles across the web talking about gluten, many with useful information and seemingly yet more with misinformation. You may remember that I don't eat gluten, but it's not because I'm celiac. I have an underactive thyroid, which is an autoimmune disorder, and someone suggested to me a couple of years ago that I should be gluten-free, and off I went to investigate. And I have to say that with a bit of experimentation, not to mention some hiccups where I've eaten gluten by mistake, I feel so much better not eating gluten. This is a good article on the subject um, by Chris Cresser, uh, talking about particularly gluten intolerance. Apparently, whilst up to 1% of Americans are celiac, non-celiac gluten sensitivity could be an issue for as many as 1 in 20 Americans. And I, I guess, you know, those stats will be sort of fairly similar over here as well. Evernote and just-in-time learning. I was listening to a podcast this week about Evernote and they had a great idea for people wanting to use Evernote but not really knowing where to start. They also talked about a concept called just-in-time learning, which I loved, so I thought I'd share it with you. To be fair, just-in-time is how I tend to live my life and applying the concept to learning sounded right up my street. So I looked it up and just-in-time learning is a practice whereby you focus solely on learning what you need to learn to achieve the next step in a current project. So instead of taking a course in the whole project or feeling guilty because you've invested in something but not followed through with it yet, pick just the next thing you need to do to complete something and learn in light of that. So perhaps keep a folder on your computer or, as they were saying, a notebook in your Evernote account with all the things you want to learn, but only go there when you have the next specific thing that you need to move you forwards with your projects. Genius. And the Evernote tip? They were discussing how to encourage people to get started with Evernote. The suggestion was to do a list of half a dozen or so notes that people can just create to get going with the tool and that will create the momentum. So the first suggestion was to take photos all around your house for insurance purposes and save them in a note. The second was to note the clothing sizes and preferences of your partner like perfume and, and so on so that wherever you are, remembering that Evernote syncs across all your devices, you have that information at your fingertips. To throw in a few of my suggestions, shopping lists, snapping and saving photos of present ideas, business cards, clipping recipes, receipts for purchases, taking a photo of your favourite haircuts. Hope that gets you going with it. We've tried out a recipe, a new recipe this week for magic custard cake. My lovely friend Kathy introduced it to me last week. It's not my usual healthy style of cake recipe as it's full of sugar, but for those special occasions and cooking with children, it's fun. The batter turns by magic into a three-layer cake and it tastes yummy. Until next time. And just to remind you, I'm still looking to book in interviewees for the podcast. Just let me know by replying, uh, or not replying to this email because I'm on audio, by emailing me joe at joedodds.com or joe at powertolivemore.com and uh, I'll uh, get back in touch with you about what it entails. As always, if you'd like to uh, go to any of the links that I've recommended and shared, then please just use the link below to go to the online written version of the newsletter, and I'll uh, speak to you next time. Mm -hmm.